Puget Sounds Good. With Jamie Kolacheki. I first heard of Hometown Candle Company when they did a Schitt's Creek box this spring with a bunch of inside jokes from the show, and it was so creative and funny. The owner, Tina, was just as creative and funny when I got to meet her and her family in their new space in Arlington and watch them make some candles, including some delicious spiced pumpkin and oat milk that were getting ready to ship out. And Tina had a surprise for me in the mix. But I'm very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I made you a candle. <gasps> and you, you did? Yeah. I'm so excited. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. That's and amazing. Like I'm glad that you saw that label back there. Cause that's you, so you, you beautiful. Bottom, it shows the scent. So that happens to be. No, pumpkin. yes. That's spiced pumpkin. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so good. I could eat this candle. Thank you so, so much. You're that's welcome. so sweet. <gasps> I'm so excited. We always, it's so funny. We get like delivery drivers or people that bring our jars and if it's like the first time they always get a candle i so, love that i mean it's and it's a such candle. a nice that you have a product that you're able to adapt so mm -hmm. quickly yeah. and personalize and like like hit mm -hmm. the ground running like it's such yeah it's such an adaptable product and mm -hmm. like yeah like you can do so much with it exactly yeah. um so yeah how did you um were you from, uh, did you grow up around here? Yeah, I actually, I grew up in Washington. I grew up on the Canadian border in Blaine. Oh, yeah. And so I'm a Blaine girl. We always joke we have Blaine damage. Um, <laughs> I love that. So it's it's such a um, huge piece. I mean, even at 18, I moved away, um, but it Whatcom County still has my heart. Yeah. And so yeah. this whole kind of concept I, I feel is is because of Whatcom County, because of the way that I was um, raised in such an area that hometown and community was huge. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I after graduation, I moved to the East Coast, and I worked as a nanny for five boys. Yeah, oh my goodness. It's the hardest job. Um, <laughs> well, I think parenthood, and I think yeah. that's why I didn't have my daughter until later in life. I yeah. had her at 39. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Because I realized that it's a lot of work. Um, but it got me off the West Coast for the very first time ever. And when I went to the East Coast and lived for a year, everything compared to the West Coast is like to go to New York. I went through five states whereas yeah. that amount of time would get me to Portland. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was really eye opening for me mm -hmm. and it really sparked this wanderlust of yeah. exploring and luckily um, being a nanny most of my friends were au pairs from Europe oh wow yeah so as soon as I was done with that and I moved back to Washington I actually was like I can't live in a small town anymore I'm going to Seattle and so I spent <laughs> about 15 or 16 years living in Seattle yeah and um, but all that while I was taking trips to Europe and um, exploring and I was fortunate enough to have friends to stay with, so it was very different yeah. than just going and being a tourist. Totally. I really saw how they lived. Yeah. You get and to see the culture yeah. and the like day-to-day -day life. It's totally different. I mean, it yeah. wasn't eating out at restaurants. It was eating in their homes yeah. and eating with their family and doing what they did daily. I love daily. that, yeah. And it just gave me this perspective that is so different than just taking a trip and going yeah. to see a place and taking a little tour bus around. It was... Yeah really getting an opportunity to 
see what the cultures were like. And, um, but it just, I, you know, I, so I had that, that wanderlust and then, um, I've always kind of been this creative person, but, uh, so I had come back, um, lived in Seattle, uh, worked in downtown Seattle. I worked in, um, corporate, you know, healthcare administration for years mm -hmm. and met my husband on eHarmony <laughs> and, uh, we early days yeah oh yeah <laughs> back in the aol days <laughs> Could you, what's your aim handle know. you know <laughs> yeah and um yeah so we uh then we had eleanor and uh everything was kind of plugging away and um i was at the same time kind of battling an addiction oh yeah and so i had an alcohol addiction yeah. and that kind of kind of derailed our life and he was i was fortunate enough that he kind of has walked that journey with me as i got treatment and found this whole recovery world which yeah. kind of changed um kind of my perspective on just um you know hardship i really yeah. think changes you it's yeah. walking through dark times really flips it to, I feel, to make me much more um, empathetic and yeah. um, just that need to, and, and in recovery, it, you are taught that um, you lend a hand, you yeah. you reach that hand out and help somebody else and get out of your own head and, and be of service. And that kind of got me to um, where I was creating and at the same time that I was going through treatment, I was actually in treatment, my mom passed away suddenly, Ugh. like nine days into inpatient treatment. Wow. I found out they pulled me out and told me and that uh, turned my life upside down yeah. because I was extremely close to her. And um, so here I, you know, I decide to stay and I finish up the treatment, I go home and uh, I go back to my job, which is dealing with patients and yeah. sickness. Yeah. And it um, it was rough and I felt very raw. And uh, so I was grieving, I was recovering. It was not an easy time for sure. And it really, the one thing that, the outlet that I felt was helping was just creating. Yeah. And so I started with just um, painting furniture, making signs, and I realized how therapeutic it was. Yeah. And so a little further into it, I, um, I talked to my husband and I just said, you know, um, I think I want to be a vendor in a shop. And, yeah. And I kind of got the nerve up. I actually, I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Who yes. also is in recovery. Yeah, and um, I uh, there was a shop in Buffalo Country Village that had just opened, and it was so adorable. And I just thought I need to go in and ask her if she's taking vendors. Oh yeah. And I actually sat there and listened to in my car a TED talk of Brene Brown <laughs> to get up the courage yeah. to walk in there yeah. and just say, you know, because. You know, when I think anybody that is creative or is an artist, it's such a vulnerable thing to um, put yourself out there yeah. and be, in a sense, judged yeah, by it's, your work. It's really easy to just, like, create and enjoy and have mm -hmm. a great time, but then, like, 
you know, it starts piling up in the house after a yeah. while if you don't share oh, it. Yeah. And especially if you're doing furniture, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. And so, and yes, that's super, yeah. super vulnerable. Yeah. And I, so I went in and she said, you know, I just opened, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be taking anybody at this time, but if you want to leave your Facebook page information mm -hmm. and yeah. I can take a look at your stuff. And so I, of course, went home and started posting. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know if I have anything out there. And um, sure enough, she called the next, or she messaged the next day and said, I just saw your pictures. I would love to have you. I'm going to make room for you. Awesome. And yeah. that's, that started this whole thing. And I, I talked to my husband a uh, while after that and I just said, you know, I'm, not enjoying my job it's bring it brings up the grief every time i'm talking to somebody that's ill yeah, yeah. and um we talked about it and i was able to um quit yeah, my job yeah and started kind of focusing and then, then that kind of got the ball rolling on this whole create you know i just it's like this whole explosion in my head yeah of, I can make this and I can do this and and researching and i've always been a researcher like when i travel yeah I, look up everything and it's not that I'm trying to plan everything out I just want to know as yeah, much totally that when I go to take it all in that I you know I feel you like know I'm why prepared. this gravestone is important yes. or yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and so um and so that's kind of where I went a little a little too far because then I was like maybe I'll be a vendor in this shop in this shop yeah. and suddenly I was in six shops yeah which was way too much <laughs> and I had to scale it back but at the same time, I was um, playing around with candles, mm -hmm. and I um, one of the things I was doing is my um, my uh, cameo, my silhouette cameo, yeah. vinyl cutter. I was making funny little mugs and everything yeah. like that, coffee mugs, and um, and I decided to make a coffee candle, and I thought, wouldn't that be cute in the mug with like a saying? And oh, I yeah. thought somebody suggested you should um, try and. Um, get these in other shops mm -hmm. and I thought and I could do like I could donate some of the proceeds and so there yeah. were there were two organizations at the time they've actually kind of merged now but one was um, helping hands um, yep. or yeah no the hands up project hands up okay. project and hope soldiers which was um, a gal named Lindsay that had started that that's in recovery and they actually did a whole documentary uh, I it, so I started and got him into about six or seven shops, um, and then I would donate some of the proceeds. Yeah, and that just kind of started the whole that whole thing. And then um, I, we had at the same time kind of decided that we wanted out of South Everett, kind of Mill Creek area. Yeah, and we wanted to buy a house, and we ended up um, finding one in downtown Arlington, which yeah. is super charming. It's so cute. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And they've done so much, like, with the arts and, and civic improvement and stuff. And, I, like, Arlington was cute, but, like, over the last, like, 15 yeah. years or so, they've really made, like, yeah. a concerted effort. And it's so cute. It's, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's, um, it, you know, we get a lot of feedback from people. I'm on the um, Downtown Business Association mm -hmm. board, and yep. so I'm the vice president of that. And then I'm also Arlington, the city of Arlington's Mrs. Santa. I and love that. My, which is something my mom did from yeah. the time I was oh, little wow. up in Blaine. And so when... Carrying um, on the tradition. Yeah. yeah. And I had decided to do that because we had moved to Arlington and we saw an empty storefront. And my husband talked me into, let's just go look at it. <laughs> so we went and looked at it and ended up signing a lease that same day. Oh, wow. And moved Oh, moved in and opened that shop in nine days. Oh, my which goodness. Was, it was pretty small at the time. Yeah. 
And so, in fact, we had like the the desk that we were using as the front desk, um, <laughs> like further in the yeah. as you walk in, and yeah. then it had to, as we got more stuff, we would like move it back and then move it back. <laughs> now we have a shop. So, um, but that uh, is where I decided to really expand the candles, and I just thought, how cute would it be to? Um, have candles named after hometowns. Yeah. And in Arlington, it's such, uh, you know, there's so many blended communities so close, Stanwood yeah. and Marysville yeah. and Oso and Darrington. Yeah. And so that's kind of how we started. And I think we had, we started with maybe 12 mm -hmm. towns and then our candle wall just kept growing. Yeah. And I thought, and we'll do a little tea light bar and they'll have yeah. little bags and you can just fill your bag with the different tea lights and then we started making the wax melts and it just kind of grew and I called it the Pacific Northwest Candle Line. Yeah. And so that's kind of how it started. And then... And what year was that? That was 2016. No, 2017. Okay. Um, the whole creative process started about 2000. My mom passed away in 2014 and that fall was really when I started kind of creating. Yeah. 2015, I was in my first vendor, you know, space yeah. and uh, it just kind of grew from there. So it's really in the scheme of things, it's it's a quick timeline, yeah, pretty quick. But um, it was 2018. We had our shop. I think we had just moved over like two doors down into a much bigger shop, mm -hmm. and that was when I uh, had on Hulu. They have a show called Small Business Revolution, mm -hmm. Main Street in Ty Pennington from Home Yeah, yeah. Home Makeovers, one of the hosts, and they were doing a thing. Uh, there was some thing that they had done a show and they were looking for other towns. And mm -hmm. so I was like, I'm going to apply for this. Well, then yeah. I found out that my friend Susie, who owns a, a yarn shop called Perfectly Naughty. Oh, yes. Yes. So and I found out Susie had also put an application in. And out of like over 12,000 applicants, Arlington made the cut. That's awesome. And so here we were suddenly in the running for this um, to possibly be on the show. And it... Um, just kind of got the whole momentum of the town, this energy just kind of yeah. started. And then we made it to like the top 20. We made it to the top 10. <laughs> and at the top 10 is when they came into town. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so um, the they had the whole production crew came in and my shop was one of the ones that they made a stop in. Yeah. And I taught uh, Amanda Brinkman, who's the other co-host, uh, how to make a candle. Yeah. And they film it all and, and, um, but it was through them that I had talked about the fact of wanting to expand the candles. And by limiting myself and having just Pacific Northwest, they said, you know, you need to. And I said, well, I'm considering changing my name. And so I said, but how do you rebrand when you've got this shop that's yeah. called Reclaimed Heart? Nothing yeah. about the candles. And so they said, well, you know, you could call it, or I said, Hometown Candle Company. And they said, well, we can help you with the logo. Yeah. And, um, but that would definitely help you to kind of, you know, go move, move outside your boundaries. Lines. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, they started in on the logo. I think I got five or six different logos to kind of go over. Of course, the ones I immediately was drawn to, um, I had other differing opinions. And so I decided to send it off to a friend in Oregon who mm -hmm. is like pretty high up at Hannah Anderson. It's 
children's clothing oh, okay. from Sweden, mm -hmm. and he is their visual director. Mm -hmm. And so I thought he's gonna. He'll know, me. yeah. And he, and he's so I'm such a good friend. He'll give me his honest opinion. Yeah. And he went for the one that I was absolutely like that one's out. <laughs> and he explained why, and I thought that's brilliant. Yeah. And so it's actually. Oh, it's on your apron. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Right, here. right on your boobs, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> Who can see beyond them, though? You know, it happens. No, but it's, <laughs> normally, the H is not this curious. <laughs> but yeah, he just said that it's um, it's black and white. It's clean. It's it's not because I like the one that had like the trees. And yes, he said, of You're course, sticking yeah. with Pacific Northwest. Not everybody has trees. Yes, yes. And I'm like, well, poor them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What are they gonna do with those <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So he felt it was much more uh, universal, yeah. and so we ended up going with it. And I'm really glad I did. You know, I trusted him, and yeah. So it, uh, yeah, they helped kind of rebrand that. And during that time, during the Hulu thing, is when we got an email. Oh, what was her name? So funny. Um, from this gal that was asking about the MTV Movie Awards. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, lady in Nigeria. Yeah, I like know, totally spam, like totally spam, fake, yeah. You know, and so I, but for some reason, I just thought, I'm going to respond back. And so, um, oh gosh, what was her name? And I was like, oh, it was Rita. And I'd be like, Rita, that's your real name. <laughs> and, and so I was kind of sassy in the message yeah. back to her. And she... She got back to me and she said, um, you know, I can give you all my credentials. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, here's, here's my, my LinkedIn. Yeah. Name, here's my, and I was like, yeah. oh, I think she's legit. Yeah. And um, so we ended up, uh, you know, corresponding back and forth and in to do uh, have a candle in the swag bags. Yeah. And uh, it didn't seem like too unreasonable because you, you know, you send them your product. It's marketing. How many do you do for 50? That? Oh, that's so not that many. Actually, it was 50 candles, uh, for the swag bags mm -hmm. and 10 for the, um, publicists, like right. for, uh, to talk about publications. Like, yeah. like, uh, so it was going to like us weekly and people, yeah. and those were the ones you were like, Oh, please talk about my candle. Yeah. And I read a couple, it was in a couple of different blogs, um, afterwards. Cause I was like Googling, trying to find yeah. it. And then uh, we, so Hulu was kind of happening about the same time. And then uh, we, I got a message from her saying, hey, we had a candle person that dropped out of the Grammy, um, <gasps> but it's a pretty quick turnaround. Would you yeah. be able to do it? And I was like, we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we ended up doing that. So the Grammys actually happened first. They were February of 2019. And then uh, the MTV Movie Awards that we had already yeah. planned to do were going to be in June. So um, we kind of had that, and I was just like, what is going on? And then I ended up getting a message from um, Roberta Romero. She used to be a Cairo, no, was she Cairo or King Five? I think she was King Five. Okay. King Five anchor, and she's retired, and I know her. Yeah. Um, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> I know her. Yeah. Um, but she's a friend of mine who is open about it, but she's in recovery. Yeah. And so she's one of my sisters. And um, so she messaged me and she said, hey, I'm so proud of you. I'm going to, I want you to give me a call in the morning. I want to pitch you an idea. Yeah. And so I called her the next morning and she said, I think that King Five needs to know about you. And yeah. I was like, okay. 
And, um, and so she, uh, said, I'm going to call, um, Kim Holcomb from eating and I'll call you back in a little bit. And I'm like, okay. And she said about a half hour. So a half hour goes by, hour goes by. I'm like, oh, well, you know, didn't work out, I guess. And the phone rang. So I thought it was her and it was Kim Holcomb. And she's like, hi, Tina, it's Kim Holcomb from eating. And I said, hi, (laughs) we have a mutual friend. (laughs) I'm like, yes, we do. That's awesome. And so then, um, she set up a time to come talk to me and do an interview at the shop and, it ended up being that it was going to happen the same day that we were going to the gift show in Seattle. Oh, and it yeah. was our first time um, uh, having a booth and vending mm-hmm. for um, buyers. Yeah. And so we went and it happened to be during that horrible snowstorm that we had. Yes, totally. And so I had planned on being at the gift show and I thought I can do this. And so my I left my husband at the gift show I drove from Seattle to back to Arlington. Oh my like, gosh. White knuckling. Yeah. No, that was awful driving. Yeah. yeah. And I took the exit. And as soon as I took the exit to Arlington, a, a text came over my phone in the car and it was them. And they said, our producer canceled all the interviews. And oh my I was gosh. like, you could have stayed in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> I drove back. <laughs> and so we rescheduled and they came in. And so it ended up airing after the Grammys yeah. um, because of that. But they re-aired it uh, right before the MTV Movie Awards. Mm-hmm. And so we had that airing of the Grammys and then the MTV, and then they aired it again Thanksgiving, and it made the King 5 gift guide. And they only had oh, like cool. 17 people in this gift guide. Yeah. And so I was like, oh. And then they aired it again. So it went four times. Every time it would air, we had people coming from all over yeah. into the shop. I was getting messages. And so I was trying to figure out how to because we were still like a a decor shop yeah and gifts and everything else but the candles were evolving so quickly yeah and so here we had this rebranding of a candle thing but we were still called reclaimed heart and i'm like trying to shuffle not knowing what i'm doing as a as a business owner yeah going i have no clue what i'm doing it was just pivot pivot yeah pivot yeah and um and a lot of stress and so uh but it just was we were getting more and more exposure and then i was hearing from a magazine in bellingham that wanted to do an interview and meanwhile i was we had gone to the gift show to start wholesaling so we were suddenly had this little handful of accounts yeah and i was seeking out some places that were really meaningful Semiamu was um huge for me the resort out there because I grew up in Blaine yeah that was built on a cannery that my great-grandma and my grandma worked at yeah. and um and so the picture of my great-grandma hangs in the hallway there wow and um so it was really meaningful and now I'm in the gift shop there and yeah. then we have property my family my husband's family has property that we basically it's ours but um in Pacific Beach and mm-hmm. Seabrook Resort is right up the road. Yeah, and I love it. It's all Cape Codish. Yeah, and, and um and I got I'm in there now. Yeah, so those are like these big like accomplishments. So it's funny like these things that are so huge to me. It's because they're so personal. Yeah, yeah. but this part of the candle thing being hometown candle is it's about community and. You know, being able to do the Mrs. Santa thing yeah. now for Arlington, you know, is for a tribute to my mom. And and it's such a hallmark little town. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, I just, it's, 
unbelievable to see how it's evolved and to even be sitting in this space here yeah. because we closed the retail shop in February, moved it home. I've got, you know, I bought like a 200 square foot barn, mm -hmm. little, those little barn sheds. We yeah. redid it. I was making the candles in there and we realized as more and more accounts were coming in, it was only just like two weeks ago, I think. Um, I don't even, and I was just telling a friend, I said, I don't even remember what exactly happened, but I looked at him and I said, we got to find space. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly within a few days we found this, Yeah, we rented it and it's just, I realized after this year, yeah, which is so weird. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when we closed the shop in February, not knowing anything about really COVID, we had heard a little bit because we were in California in January. Yeah. It January. was just starting to whisper. Yeah. And there was some, some, uh, something about San Francisco. We knew something had happened in Washington at the retirement home, but there was something about San Francisco. And I just thought, that's so weird that, yeah. you know, and then we came home, we had made the decision to close, packed everything up, closed down the retail, kept it online, but folk to focus on wholesale yeah. and then COVID hit. Yeah. So here we had thought well, we're going to focus on wholesale. My husband works full time at Boeing. Yeah. Um, and so we'll not have retail anymore except for online. We're going to go to wholesale and then COVID hit and everybody in the U.S. shut down. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, nobody's going to buy our candles. Yeah. <laughs> we have no one to wholesale to. Yeah. And so that was really scary. But I had been talking with another gal about collaborating on a subscription box. Mm -hmm. So I had bought these gift boxes to use. Yeah. And, um, and I thought, uh, you know, I've got all these little gift type items left over from the shop. I should make like a little isolation kit. Yeah. Because one thing you could still do was mail things. Totally. And so I decided let's do a gift box isolation kit and um, I'll do 10. I told my husband, I'm like, I think I'm going to do like 10, just see how they go. And, um, and I'd put a little candle in there and do little things and, you know, just have like a cute little handwritten note. And yeah. People can tell me what they want on it and I'll write it and ship it off. And we ended up ordering like two more packs of those boxes. So it was over 300 oh my kits that we put together. Yeah. Because people found out about Camp Coloqua and Stanwood mm -hmm. found out and they, all their nurses that uh, worked during the summer camps, they wanted to send stuff out to the nurses. Awesome. Um, real, real estate agent found out about it, wanted to send it out to clients that were, you know, all these people were yeah. in limbo. Yeah. Um, of, yeah. With house buying and everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything was so limited. Yeah. It was so True. like, you know, you're in the middle of selling your house and then all of a sudden it's like. All of those are shut down. Yeah. And then when it finally opened, it was like one person could go in the house at a mm -hmm. time. Like um, nobody really knew because we hadn't experienced anything like this. Yeah. So it was like this whole thing just kind of got flipped upside down. But then that's what was suddenly I'm like, OK. And so I was having to. I, so just like when I had my retail shop, I was ordering wholesale to yeah. fill these boxes again. So I realized, I'm like, this is perfect because I'm still helping. I was reaching out to some friends I knew that made things. One friend makes these really cute little coffee cozies with oh, yeah. um, little, you know, things on them. And I got a hold of her. And so she was knitting away. And, um, it, you know, so I was helping other people, too, yeah. that were suddenly like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Because all the shows were being canceled. And, um, yep. you know, it just, it was crazy how it happened. And then when they decided to bring 
in, you know, where you could pick up curbside. And oh, yeah. So everybody was really trying to pivot and adapt to how can they still sell their stuff. And and it was really scary. You know, there's I know so many small businesses that, you know, were like, what are we going to do? This yeah. panic because, you know, I knew what it's like. And, you know, you're lucky if you have that month's rent you're you're yeah. counting on that foot traffic and those sales yeah and let alone you know next month yeah and so it was it was scary but it was a way of helping smaller businesses and then when curbside happened I started seeing wholesale orders starting to trickle in yeah and so what I did is I I wiped my minimum re requirement out and put it down to zero you know yeah and so i just asked that they order at least three of each scent mm -hmm. so even if they only ordered three candles yeah that's fine you know whatever it was going to take to get people back up on their feet and um and we discovered because of everything that's really happened you know happened and happening um that that customization that personalization yeah. that community that putting that town name on it yeah suddenly people were in these you know they were all rallying around their communities yeah. and that meant so much more yep and uh yeah and so it's just it was like then somebody just hit the warp speed button and i'm like <laughs> what's going on and so it's a lot of up and down like emotion wise where yeah. i'm like i'm elated and i'm so excited and then this panic of like how are we going to do this yeah and, and especially when it was mainly me full-time you know and my husband when he would get off work would yeah. help start to pour and then that's where Noelle you know because she's here she is poor girl working in the ER yeah in Kirkland at Evergreen which yeah. was the yeah the, huge where it all yeah. came down and um and they finally switched them because they were reaching such burnout yeah. that they were doing six days on, then six days off just yeah. to decompress. And and um, and so she was like, can I just come in and just help you? I mean, it was yeah. just in realizing that it's therapeutic. And then... Totally. I mean, you're just pouring yeah. and like gluing and yeah, yeah, like it is. It's like um, those those little tasks that like you can control this you can manage mm -hmm. this you know how to do it you're getting better each time you do yeah. it like totally it's it's like it's a different part of your brain uh -huh. than than being a nurse <laughs> yeah it is yeah where she yeah she's she was just saying it today you know where you're just so tired and you're like was that the right dose i mean she's yeah. like you know that thought of like i could really hurt somebody if i'm not yeah you know keeping on up. top of it yeah whereas here i'm like can you just wick these candles yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so monotonous yeah. and, I and always... much much lower risk of yeah. killing someone yes exactly yeah, yeah. unless you wick them yeah <laughs> it's a flying wick yeah. heads um yeah so it's um and then kim is on a leave from from boeing just helping out but she's going through cancer treatment yeah and, you know so to have them has been in, you know invaluable and the thing is is that here we were in this candle barn and that was so small that I couldn't have them both at the same time yeah it's like we're all just kind of wiggling so, around each other yeah. yeah so here it's like this is the first time Noel's come in where there's like a whole bunch of us here yeah. and I'm like this is so great yeah um but I just I keep like I don't I, it's hard to just even describe like I 
think, is this really my life? I mean, I grew up with a single mom and she struggled and she yeah. was awesome. But, you know, it, I, nobody in my family that I can think of ever owned a business. Yeah. And so it was so off my radar. And so even when we found this, uh, the first shop space in Arlington and we met the gal Norma who she's a friend now, but, uh, met her and, and I said, yeah, I think we'd like to go with, and she's like, okay. And I'm like, she's really going to give us a shot. <laughs> Does I'm she know? Fighting. I'm like, <laughs> Hmm. Does she know I don't know what I'm doing? <laughs> I never owned a shop. Yeah. And so it's it's such a, you know, I just, I feel like I just want to be like the sponge that absorbs everything. So I'm constantly listening to pod. I mean, I have a yeah. speaker and I'm listening to Brene's podcast. Then I'll switch yes. over to Jenna Kutcher. Then I'll yeah. switch over to Rachel Hollis. And yeah. now I found this one that's the product boss that is like oh, awesome. right up my alley. Yeah. And so I'm constantly listening to that and just trying to learn and and feel relief when I hear other people that they're interviewing that are saying, um, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. Because I don't. <laughs> so it's... Um, you know, well, it's it, like this isn't the stuff they teach in school, no. you know, like how to be independent, how to be, how to manage finances as a business. I know. Like the, the actually practical stuff that like, you know, a lot of people, I think going forward, especially now mm -hmm. with the level, like the playing field so leveled because of social media and the internet mm -hmm. and, and the way that we can all communicate with each yeah. other so much more easily um you know or podcasts like yeah. our podcasts are our education now you know exactly. and like youtube tutorials and like mm -hmm. blog posts and things like that where it's like the the um the access that we have is so different but then it would have been really nice to have a foundation <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and like um but yeah i think it's just like i i really love that there's this like this community growing of of uh, female entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and that there's this spirit of sharing it and like getting that knowledge to other people so that they can succeed too exactly. versus like hoarding it to yourself and yeah. like oh I'm the only one that knows this secret yeah and I'm like there's no fun in that there's no there's no joy in there, in community at that point there yeah. isn't and you know it's that whole you know comparison is the thief type oh, thing. And I remember hearing this old timer in a meeting and I was going on and on about something. And she just looks at me and she goes, honey, throw away the measuring stick. <laughs> because if you're trying to compare yourself and measure up to somebody else, yeah. you're just, you know, you're, you're in for a doomed life. Yeah. <laughs> Move along now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, and that, it's it's really you kind of find your your circle and the makers out there it's like i learned fairly early on because i'm in a shop i'm a vendor still in one shop mm -hmm. that i refuse to leave and i've actually given my notice twice and they've rejected it <laughs> um but geneva who owns my eclectic home in snohomish mm -hmm. the women there's like 28 of us in there yeah. and it is the most loving supportive environment and yeah. that's the reason I still am there yeah is that I kind of consider them my tribe because yeah. they're my cheerleaders and I learned early on from them um from a couple of the gals you know talking about the fact that you know we all may do similar things 
but there's room for everybody and yeah. you your face behind your brand is what people a lot of times are looking at yeah and so you know and if you have a story and if you have you know you just I've learned you have to stay true like when I try to conform to some of the trends that are out there yeah I realize that I'm not as happy yeah I don't it's not it doesn't bring me much as much joy creating it because it's not who I am yeah and yeah and so but when I get I mean I, I have a psychologist that I meet with every month and um, I have for like eight years and yeah. I talk to him about um, that I'm going to talk about addiction again, but you yeah. know, the, the neurons, um, or the neurotransmitters that mm -hmm. light up when, you know, when alcoholics or addicts, you know, see something yeah. and it lights, it literally, they, if you do an MRI, it'll show yeah. your brain lighting up. I get that rush with creativity. Like if I yeah. get an idea, I literally, it's like a physical reaction that I have. I'm yeah. like, oh, and I get so excited <laughs> about making it. And, yeah. you know, that I swear Pinterest was made by an addict or oh, something. Oh, 100%. Because you're just like, yes. oh my gosh. It's endless. I know, this board and this board. Yeah. And, you know, and, but it is. And I realize that's where kind of the therapeutic part of creating comes from, that it's, it's a, it's a type of therapy. And, yeah. you know, and you hear about like art therapy and yeah. it's, um, and so it's so fun to kind of, you know, that's what I realize is it brings that spark. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But, um, when I stay true, when I start to kind of, you know, uh, go a little sidetracked because I've maybe been, you know, looking at too many posts on Facebook <laughs> and I realize, okay, my self-esteem is starting to plummet. Yeah. And I'm comparing. Why don't I own chickens? I should have owned chickens. I yeah. could be a great chicken lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And it's so true. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, stop. Yeah. You know? And so I just have to take myself off of it. Or I think, oh, look at that candle maker. And yeah. You know, and I'm picturing their life and their Why don't house. I put more glitter in things? <laughs> I yeah. Know. Yeah. And I'm seeing like their, you know, their beach house and they're yeah. walking the beach at night. <laughs> They've got So then I'm like, oh, okay, come on back. Yeah. And, you know, and write down that gratitude list. And, yeah. You know, instead of looking at Facebook to see, you know, how, how they're fake book. Yeah. That's what yeah. I call it. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. But no, I mean, you're in such a good place. I mean, you get to, you get to be with your family. Mm -hmm. You get to like give your friends jobs and yeah. and like you said like support other artists and like pull them up with you mm -hmm. when you're finding opportunities and and then you also have other people pulling you up like you yeah. said like for for the interviews and different mm -hmm. things like that like it yeah it sounds like you've got a pretty darn good community around you yeah it's it's a, definitely a blessed life and and uh i'm i'm always saying because my i my father-in-law was really close to he, he after my mom passed away my in-laws kind of came in and scooped me up yeah. and my father-in-law was definitely the the soft you know hugger type and so he and I would talk like almost every day and then he ended up um, having cancer and he passed but I was just telling somebody I said um, because that, that knew my mom and I said yeah I said this whole thing that has happened with this business is just got my mom's hands and my father-in-law's hands. Yeah, They're orchestrating totally. it all. 
and I, I truly feel that. I feel like, you know, and my husband's a huge, like, law of attraction person. Yeah. Who's like, you know, don't say that. And, you know, <laughs> you put it out there and that, yeah. you know, makes it true. And so I've got kind of his, you know, telling me that. And so he, he they help keep me kind of grounded and, yeah. and living in gratitude. Yeah. And so, and recovery is a big part of that. So yeah. as, um, you know, I, it took me a long time to kind of get over the shame of, of that to even speak openly about it yeah. and finally I was like you know I would have loved people to have spoken much more openly yep. about it you know and now it's like I can you know I it's funny like the celebrities I'm like did you know that they're an alcoholic <laughs> like, <laughs> they're in the club <laughs> <laughs> so it's it you know that shame kind of starts to fall off uh, yeah totally. and and then you realize that, I mean, I've had several people that have come to me yeah. because they know about it and have been in, you know, having issues. And I'm like, really? I yeah. Mean, that it has been very, like, yeah. kept in the dark. And and so that that makes it really worth it. And so, yeah, I just feel like this whole concept and company and is like community and friendship and... um you know, and who knows where it's going to go. I just, yeah. yeah, I just swear I'm just hanging on I'm yeah. like, for the ride. And, and who knows, maybe I will be Yankee Candle one day. <laughs> Cause... Thank you to Tina for sharing with me. And thank you for listening. You can find Tina at hometowncandleco.com. And you can find pictures for this episode on Instagram and Facebook at Puget Sounds Good. If you know interesting people, unique businesses, and local adventures you think I could feature here, please share them by emailing me at jamie at pugetsoundsgood.com. Until next time, get cozy, light a candle, and I'll see you around the sound.